This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the 20th day of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2023. It's an interesting one. It's Wednesday. And, uh, well... You're listening to Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. This is Live Talk Radio the way it should be. We are always on air, always online. Always happy to be with you. Today, alas, my dreams have been cut short. My aspirations have been frustrated, I suppose. Uh, Today's the last day I'm broadcasting from RTF South. Be back in the studio tomorrow. Which is actually good timing because it looks like our country is coming undone. So uh, why not run towards the gunfire? Why not run towards the car accident, towards the derailed train that has become our nation? Reminder, if you want to email me, you can email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. I am so glad, you know, timing is everything. I am exceedingly glad that I've taken the first two days of this week to explain my thinking to you in terms of what this democracy thing even is. Because democracy is once again on the ballot That's what they want you to think. This is J6 in reverse. This Colorado thing, have you heard about it? I'm certain you have. Trump kicked off the ballot in Colorado, I think just for the primary. I don't know if he's off the ballot for the general election or not. Looks like it's headed to the Supreme Court. So I have a couple observations about this. Just first, right off the cuff type observations. When I saw this headline last night, I thought, oh boy, I can't wait to do the show tomorrow morning. My first observation is about the meta narrative. I think we should become keen observers of the obvious. I think that it is important that we take the time to look around and zoom out and think just a little bit about the five-year or the 10-year narrative. What is the five to 10-year narrative with respect to the American political system, our elections, our democracy? What is the narrative If I were to have told you in 2004, after George W. Bush carried Ohio and won re-election, that there was a problem with our democracy, would you have believed me back then? I think most honest people, I think the actual answer is no. Very, very few. No to very, very few. Most people, the vast majority of people in 2004, if I would have told you, I don't think that, uh, I don't think everything is up and up with our voting systems. You would have said, I don't know. John Kerry shouldn't have won anyway. It was closer than it should have been. But George W. Bush as a wartime president, he should have won, and he did, so everything's fine. Fast forward just a few cycles. We get through 08, Obama, 12, Obama-Romney, 16. 2016, Donald Trump wins. It's a surprise. We didn't expect him to win. 
We didn't expect them to let him win. That's the real emotion that we felt in 2016. We didn't expect them to let him win. From the day of the election forward, what were we told? There was Russian hacking. Russia hacked our elections. They hacked our elections. Didn't you know that the Russians hacked our elections? Our elections were hacked. By who? Oh, by the Russians. Russian hacking was the reason why Donald Trump won. Russian collusion. Russian hacking. And you say, okay, well, uh, what uh, did they hack? What did they hack? Did they hack the voting machines? No. Oh, okay. Did they hack the polling stations? No. Did they hack the tabulation in somehow? No. Did they change the votes? No. Oh, okay. So what did they hack? Well, they put out memes on Facebook. And those memes were confusing to black people. Oh, okay. I see. Got it. All right. So they hacked the election. Got it. But election integrity, election security, election verifiability has been in the public zeitgeist now at least since 2016. At least since 2016. I would argue it probably started in the 2012 cycle. If you're just, if you're just measuring cycle by cycle. I think it was born in the 2012 cycle. Here's why. Mitt Romney was winning. He should have won. He got trounced. Mitt Romney was clearly ahead. He was winning all the polls. Um, and he couldn't even carry the states in which he was doing really well. States with historical ties, like his father was the governor of Michigan. Governor Romney. So, what do we do? What do we do with this information? Okay, so in 2012, maybe it was born. 2016... Half the country became convinced that there was something wrong with our elections. 2020, the other half then became convinced that there was something wrong with our elections. Because how can a geriatric win the presidency from his basement? How can an unpopular, unathletic, Uh, what, what is he, an, an octogerian? Was he an octogerian when he ran? How can Joe Biden, who's, who has a tenuous relationship with the English language, have beaten President Donald Trump? How? How did he do that? Trump is running around the country having these massive 30,000 40,000, 60,000 person rallies. Two-a-days. Night after night after night after night after night. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is wearing his mask on Zoom in his basement. And somehow he gets 82 million votes. Look at the meta-narrative of election integrity. The meta-narrative is that we don't really have elections and they're slowly letting on to it, right? It's going to take several election cycles for people to finally become demoralized and realize that it's a sham. That as Blessed Pius IX predicted, as I read to you both yesterday and on Monday, that elections become controlled by 
secret societies. That it, it's not the will of the people, it is the will of the... It is, it is madness. It is insanity. I think that they have no choice right now but to slowly allow you to doubt the system. And I'm going to tell you why I think they're doing that here in a second. But that, I think, is possibly what's going on with this Trump Colorado thing. Some of you are like, why do you, how is it, how is it possible that you can spend two full hours dismissing elections out of hand, telling your, your uh, audience not to vote. And then on the third day, on Wednesday, talk about Trump being thrown off the Colorado ballot. Don't you have something else to talk about? Well, yes, here's the thing. It's so much easier to become an objective observer to the madness when you are not a participant in the madness. You know, it's hard to critique the madhouse when you are an inmate in the asylum. Hard to see it clearly and objectively. In some ways, you see it from the inside. You have certain experiences and whatnot. But there's no way that you can see the whole thing from the bird's eye view, dispassionately, almost with a bemused smile on your face. I find the whole thing to be, it's it's utterly amusing to me. I can't take my eyes off of it. It, It's, I'm rubbernecking to the point of needing to see a chiropractor to realign my spine here. The fact that some people take this whole thing as life and death and, and so, so, so seriously. I mean, they're, they're joking around with us. They're jerking our chains. This is, um, this is, this is an unserious, attack on democracy. That's what this is. First of all, you have this backstop called the Supreme Court. Okay. Uh, Six to three on the court. Six to three. This thing doesn't survive. I don't think any of the so-called conservatives on the court are going to say that Donald Trump is disqualified from the ballot. Here's what's going to happen. The Supreme Court is going to say that he can and will be on the Colorado ballot. That's what's going to happen. When it's going to happen, I don't know. I think it will have to be soon. I think they will have to petition the court in an emergency style. This seems like one of those cases that they'll drop everything to hear. Well, I hope they do anyway. But the fact that the high court of Colorado has removed Trump's name from the ballot, that's only a temporary thing. So for those of you who still believe in elections and still think that Trump is the savior and still think that he's you know, going to come in and he's finally going to build that wall that he talked about eight years ago, And he's going to close that border and he's going to deport the millions of people that came in. For those of you who think he's going to do all those things. Oh, and he's going to end the war. The wars, I should say. Look, if he's your guy and you think democracy is at stake and you think that we can't survive four more years of Biden, I'm just here to tell you not only we can and we will We will endure four more years of Biden. That is the most likely outcome in the USSA. 
I don't want to be the one to break it to you, but that is what they're going for right now. And then, Biden, look, Biden's not going to bring Kamala with him. It's going to be somebody else, I think. And then, look, Biden's not even going to last for four more years. So whoever he names, if it's Gavin Newsom or whomever, that's the real president. Maybe it's Michelle Obama. There's still a lot that's going to unfold. This will be a very interesting cycle, to be honest. But Trump, this gives Trump an opportunity to go fundraise. And within moments of the Colorado decision, I got an email from the Trump campaign saying, we've been kicked off the ballot. We need your money. Give us your money. This gives the left a chance to chant hysterically, to sneer at democracy, which they they truly do hate anyway. This gives the right, the red meat that they needed. Now Trump doesn't even have to show up to the fifth Republican debate, which is happening, I think, soon. I think maybe this week. He doesn't even have to arrive to the debate because... He is the top news. He is floating way above the Chris Krispy Kreme donut level of uh, engagement. So this is good news for whom exactly? It's good news for Trump. And it's good news for Trump's enemies. This is, a, this is one of those win-win situations. Where of course, of course it makes sense that they would have done this. They've got to kick him off the ballot temporarily. It's going to stir up an entire hornet's nest. It's going to ensure that more loyalty and emotions and investment in the outcome of the election is given by folks like you. It is designed not to stop Trump from achieving the White House, but to make you believe that there is a real force out there who's trying to stop Trump from achieving the White House and that it depends on you in part to push him over the top. This is a cheap ploy, in my view, to ensure that more people vote. Again, I tell you, and I have said this even before our little, uh, our, our, our French lesson these last two days. The revolutionaries do not care for whom you vote so long as you vote. They don't care. They don't care if you vote for Trump. They don't care if you vote for DeSantis. They don't care if you vote for Vivek Rabaswamy. The vivacious vegetarian. They don't care. So let's go back to the meta-narrative. There is a general feeling of weakening when it comes to the integrity of the United States elections. There is a general feeling. The feeling that Americans had enjoyed, let's say, in the 1980s, that the elections mattered, that they were counted accurately, that people had a say in their government, that feeling has been eroded. In some people's minds, it's been removed. In others, it's only partially removed. But the general public now 
does not have the same level of trust in the institutions that they once had. That's just a fact. They just don't, okay? They don't because Romney should have won in 12. They don't because the Russians hacked us in 16. They don't because Biden stole it in 2020. They don't because now they're taking Trump off the ballots for 2024. Anyone in the country can find a reason now to doubt the veracity of the elections. Why? Why? Why is that? That is, to me, that's the most important question. That's the most interesting aspect of why this is happening now and why this is actually just a continuation of the narrative which they've already started for two to three election cycles. And I don't think you disagree with me so far. I don't think you disagree that, number one, that this is an escalation and a continuation, or that, number two, this has been ongoing now for a decade. So why in this, in this decade, in, this, in these last 10 years, are we supposed to doubt the veracity of American elections? Why? Well, let's look for another meta-narrative that is floating around out there that may actually be related to this. There is one such meta-narrative that is floating around out there that seems to be gaining steam and accelerating, and I talked about it last week. Some of you already know this. You're already probably typing the right answer into the Crusade Channel chat room. Yes, it's civil war. It's the breakdown of society. It's the end of civil society. Well, look, I would argue that civilization ended uh, a while ago. <laughs> I would argue that we, that we already have a near-complete breakdown of society It's just that society doesn't yet know that it's dead. It's like a corpse walking down the street that hasn't figured out it's without its soul. I think that's the best description of our society right now. An entire group of people living together that have no idea... that they have nothing in common with each other, that they actually despise each other, and that there's really nothing holding them together, not even election systems, not even a political system, and that, frankly, they ought to be killing each other. That's probably where we're at. Have you noticed the talk of civil war has increased? It's always been there, right? It's always been there. Since even before the Obama years. But especially uh, in 2008. I remember this. What was I doing? 2000, uh, sometime during the Obama years. I went to go refinance our house. Rates were incredibly low. And I was in the usury game at the time. I was like, well, you know, I want to pay less usury than more usury. And I'll never forget the lady at the title company. You know, you go, you pay your closing costs and you go to the closing table and the, there's always the title lady. And the title lady, you're like, I, you never really know exactly what she does, but she comes and she's like, okay, now sign here and here's this and here's that and here's this. We just got to talking about what her bug out plan was bug out plan during during the, the coming war. Yeah, the coming American Civil War. Where she's going to go, what her secondary position is, where she's acquiring various uh, things, 
ammo and food supplies and that sort of thing, how she's transporting it, where she's putting it. And she strongly recommended to me, you need, you need to get a game plan going. Because it's coming. So get this refinance done on your, on your main house, but you need to get some land and you need to get this and that and whatever else. All right, thank you, lady. Can I go now? Can I take my huge packet with me? And why, why does the home purchasing packet have to be 39 inches tall? Like in terms of how tall the pieces of paper are. Can we not get everything down to just regular eight and a half by 11 sheets? Now I can't transport this. Now I can't put it in my files. We're going to put this dang envelope, right? Anyway, so she says you've got to get a game plan that the, the civil war is coming. It's coming. It's coming. What do you think she's doing right now? That was during the Obama years. What do you think she is doing right now? Guaranteed, she's watched that uh, trailer for the Civil War, the American Civil War, Second American Civil War, that movie trailer. And she, being in Texas, is, is probably appalled by the idea of the so-called Western forces, California and Texas, aligning with each other. The talk of it, it's, it's entry point into our zeitgeist, the predictive programming now with the movies and the TV shows coming out is accelerating. It's accelerating. So two things that they want you to believe. And then they will spur you to act, which will be your demise. Okay. Two things that they want you to believe are number one, democracy doesn't work anymore. We don't have an election system anymore. So sorry, don't trust the elections. It's all fake. Number two, war is coming. Might as well get ahead of it. What are you going to do? What are you going to conclude? Well, if you're a red-blooded American and you think that they've stolen the elections finally and they've kicked off your candidate and, uh, and everyone's already talking about civil war, you might just be the first one to fire the shot. You might just be the first one to be arrested for insurrection, treason. You might just be the first one that they put to death publicly. They live stream it. You might just become the poster child for how Biden is going to quote unquote win re-election. Maybe this is what they want. Maybe what they want is for people to become demoralized and give up. It was a good run while it lasted, but the tree of liberty is thirsty, ladies and gentlemen. That tree of liberty is supposed to be nourished with the blood of patriots every generation or two, and it's been like nine generations. It's time to get at it. It's time to do what we need to do. It's time to rewater that tree of liberty or that tree of liberty is going to die. You can see how easily the narrative will take control of the minds of those who will let it. The minds which are currently being broken on purpose in public, by the enemy, by the revolutionaries. The revolutionaries want us to conclude that civil war is the only way out of this thing. 
That's what they want. They want us to believe that. And they want us to act on it so badly. They're sitting back like, please, 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 please bomb a federal building. Please attack somebody. Please blow up a post office or something. Something. Why won't these MAGA idiots do something substantial? Look at the mountain they made out of J6, which was really just a molehill. They are desperate for you to pull the trigger. Not because it's going to actually kick off a civil war. Let me be clear. We are not going to fight or win a civil war in the United States of America. We won't. We have traveled beyond the levels of control that, have pre- that will have precluded us from being able to prosecute a war against the United States government. We will not win. We cannot win. It can't even get started. They have every bit of our lives surveilled. They can shut down your finances. They can turn off your car, cut your internet, and arrest you. If you even really have the thought. They have predictive analytics that are so good, they actually know who's going to do what. They have a good hunch. Civil war will not be prosecuted in the United States of America anytime soon. I don't look, I'm just the I'm just the reality broker here, okay? I'm just trying to bring people to reality. I know nobody wants to hear this. I know the idea of glory and renewal of change of I, 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 of maybe balkanization, maybe, pe- I mean, maybe peacefully this can get done, maybe via the, the, the state legislatures. But the new world order is so powerful and so deeply entrenched, and they're just putting their final touches on the last bit of controls, which is the, the digital currencies, They're just putting their final bit of control into place to make sure that everybody is chipped, tracked, surveilled, monitored, punished, controlled, medicated. We are far too medicated and indebted, financially indebted, a society to ever contemplate real conflict. And furthermore, the American government has bases everywhere and they're willing to use the United States military against the people, we the people. They're willing to. Obama made sure of this. So what so what's the point of all of this? What's the point of them wanting you to act? Well, they want you to act for two reasons. Number 1, they want to eliminate you. If 10,000 people rise up, it's easy, peasy, lemon squeezy for the armed forces, the million man army to deal with 10,000 people with all the federal cops and the DEA and the EPA and the IRS and all of it, with the whole power structure, you can eliminate and disappear 10,000 people very quickly. 
I told you that all you really need is a violent minority to get anything done. We're not the only side that knows this. The other side knows this too. The other side knows. The second reason, in addition to just cleaning up society a little bit, getting rid of all of those, uh, those white nationalists, those radicals, those racists, those homophobes, those anti-Semites, those xenophobes. And besides just having an opportunity to jail 10,000 or 20,000 people or eliminate them or execute them, what the uh, power structures need is an excuse to expand their power structures. They want to have a police state. They need a venue. They need a domestic event which will justify the police state. That's what they that's why they're importing criminals and releasing them into society at large. They are trying to stoke your anger. They're trying to stoke your violence. Why else would your leaders be bringing in violent criminals from all parts of the planet and releasing them into your neighborhoods if they weren't hoping, just hoping, that you would finally wake up and do something about it? And by you reacting, by you waking up and doing something about it, what they are what they will do in response to that is completely seize power. Completely seize power. And this is why I think that they're willing to tell you that democracy is under duress. I think that they're willing to show their they're leading with their chin on this because they're hoping that you just hit them right in the face. They're telling you that democracy is weak. That's the meta-narrative. They want you to believe that the Russians hacked us and that Obama stole the election and that then uh, Trump was uh, only elected because of the Russians because they somehow interfered on Facebook and then Hillary Clinton with the dossier and and the urination and then you had what is it? oh you had Biden and he somehow stole the election we're not sure how but you know, Trump knew that he was gonna steal it but then he let him steal it and that's kind of weird but we're not supposed to talk about that. And now Trump's off the ballot in Colorado, a state he's never going to win, nor does he need it anyway to win. See, they're just giving you a, a hint, just a whiff, just enough to try to entice you. No, to entrap you, to entrap you into committing a quote-unquote federal crime. They need another January 6th, but they need it widespread. It can't be in the capital. It's got to be somewhere else. It's got to be in hometowns. It's got to be everywhere. It's got to be a little bit spread out everywhere so that they can justify taking over everything. That, I think, is what is happening right now. That's what they want. That's what they're going for. So don't fall for it. You're like, what's the so what? The so what is, don't fall for it. Somebody messages you on some social media platform or some, some messenger app and says, hey, we're having a meeting of like-minded people. Sorry, I'm booked. It's Christmas. Hey, are you upset about the Trump thing? So am I. Do you want to meet and talk about it? No, I don't. Thank you. So a couple of us are getting together. We want to organize something. Oh, yeah? What's that? A posada? No, 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 no. We want to organize something in response to this Trump thing. Yeah, sorry, man. I just can't. I'm so busy living my life independent of 
the Democratic show. I'm just so sorry. I don't vote. I don't even vote. I don't even care. Not today, feds. Not today. All right, we've we've run long. We have to take a break. You need a break from me, and frankly, my dear, I need a break from you. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be, always on air, always online, and we will be right back. Hey, I just met you. Heard you're a groomer. So here's your millstone. Good luck, loser. It's hard to look right when you're a pervert. So take your millstone. No kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean. Down in the ocean. Alongside that Titan sub. Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean. Throw them in the ocean. With that Titanic sub. Welcome back to the show. This is Mike Parrott, and I'm the humble host of Parrot Talk, which broadcasts every single day at Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, here on the Crusade Channel. This is Live Talk Radio the way it should be. And I am always happy to be with you. But especially today, especially today on Hump Day, Wednesday, this is your favorite 10 a.m. Central Standard Time show. It just is. It's also your only show. Um, Tim Gallaudet, PhD, retired U.S. Navy Rear Admiral, former NOAA administrator, says, quote, I think it's about time that we do disclose that we, we are in contact with non-human intelligence. That, that's what needs to be put out there in the public. They really want you to know that the aliens are coming. I wonder... I have not linked these things together. Why have I not, why have I not linked these things together? Because I'm a simple man and I'm not a lifelong conspiracy theorist, okay? I haven't spent years developing these webs of interlocking theories and what what goes where. I'm just trying to live a, a sacramental life where you see the truth for what it is, living in reality, doing my thing. Well, the reality is, is that there's no extraterrestrial life and they're going to, they're going to play a hoax on you. They want you to believe that there is, they want you to believe that they're not talking to demons, demons of the air, as our lady of La Salette called them. They are going to pretend to be in touch with extraterrestrial life. I wonder if that is somehow related to how they're going to seize power. Probably. Will you have the stamina to push back on Operation Blue Beam? When, not if, but when they demonstrate to you that there is extraterrestrial life with whom they are in contact... And that demonstration is carried by the blaze and the Daily Wire. And of course, CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS. When they are showing you these extraterrestrials on TV, when Glenn Beck and Ben Shapiro are telling you that there are extraterrestrials, when it's on the Wall Street Journal, when it's on all the blogs, will you still have the stomach and the stamina to reject the lie? Will you? Will you really? Will you really? How many of us had the stamina to reject the lie of the unseen, omnipresent virus? How many of us had the fortitude, the moral courage, and the integrity to say, no, 
I'm not doing that. I'm not complying. I'm not getting the jab. I'm not wearing the mask. I'm not social distancing. I'm not locking down. I'm not doing any of that. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse when it comes to Operation Bluebeam. They are not going to pull any punches. And this is something that's been in the meta-narrative for generations. This isn't something that they've recently come up with, like Civil War or like the weakening of the American democracy. This is something they've been working on since the 1960s. How do we inform the people that there is life outside of planet Earth and that they are really directing us? They're the real overlords. Maybe that's why they want the American democracy weakened. Maybe they want you to mistrust the American democracy so that they can just go ahead and tell you, well, you know what? Let's just be alien slaves from now on. Let's just be slaves to the aliens. Maybe that's why there's open borders. They're just letting in all the illegal aliens. They're like, well, if we let in all the illegal aliens and then then there's real extraterrestrial aliens, everyone can kind of sing Kumbaya together. I am not going to believe that there are extraterrestrial intelligences in contact with my government, no matter what proof they try to show me. I will not believe it ever. Never. I am making that conscious decision now. Why am I making that conscious decision now? Because it's true. There are no extraterrestrials. They're not in touch with them. They may be in touch with demons. And I wouldn't put it past them. In fact, I think it's likely. It's likely that that is what is truly happening. But I am already prepared for Operation Bluebeam. Operation Bluebeam is going to happen. It's going to kick off. It's already slowly starting to kick off. And I'm going to talk every single day on this microphone about practically anything else besides the fake aliens. Because the fake alien invasion is just a ploy for the global power structure to consolidate its power, its position, its wealth, its assets, its resources, its control. They're going to appeal to the aliens for all of the lefty agendas. The aliens told us there are too many people. We need to eliminate people. The aliens told us we're killing our planet. The aliens told us there's too much carbon and there's too much trash. The aliens told us we should be be eating worms. That's better for us. The aliens are concerned that the sea levels are rising and that the temperatures are rising. The aliens are very concerned about climate change. They've been measuring our climate from 10 gazillion light years away in whatever fake space area that they're supposedly in. That's so weird. The aliens are articulating an anti-human worldview. Gee whiz. It's almost like the aliens and the demons have been like comparing notes with each other. Imagine that. The aliens are saying that you need to obey your government. That's what the aliens are saying. The aliens have said they've spoken. The aliens have spoken. We're in charge, okay? You'll live in the pod. You'll eat the bugs. You'll reduce carbon. And you will not reproduce. 
less humans, less immortal souls for the kingdom of God. Y'all, things are going to get weird. It's going to get weird. You're going to have United States senators. You're going to have Mitt Romney out there saying that the aliens have told us not to have big families anymore. Things are going to get absolutely weird and then people are going to shame you in public. You're going to be shamed in public and the people are going to say, the aliens said that you're hurting the earth. You're so selfish. This is beyond a level of you're so selfish for going outside and breathing fresh air. You might kill grandma during the pandemic. No, 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 no. This is a level of selfishness of you might end the species by propagating the species. That's the, that's the actual argument that they're going to make. And they're going to say the aliens told us so. Don't listen to the aliens, ladies and gentlemen. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. All right. Have a great hump day. Have a great Wednesday. I'm so glad you listened to the show. Don't pull the trigger. Don't be that guy. Don't take that phone call. Don't go to that meeting. We know what's going on. Not today, feds. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. But not today. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. I'll see you Thursday. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com.